Hey, this is Ashley, a member of Mantle City Club located in Fondren. Join and receive 24-7 access at $20 for the first two months and $75 each month after. Private offices are $450 a month for the first six months of 2020. Get 10% off when you shop, work out, and eat locally using the City Club app. Use the code 2003 and get your first month free. You're welcome. For more information and a tour of Mantle, visit www.mantlecityclub.com transplants. Welcome back to Jackson Transplants, the Welcome Committee for Transplants, Jacksonians Welcome But Not Necessary. In this episode, I chat with Paul Pavoni, brand strategist, designer, creative callist, and speaker from Australia. Every week is normally a busy week, but I don't remember doing anything this week that warrants like a recap or anything. I know our timelines are filled with information regarding the flooding, how it's affecting people in the Jackson Metro area. Um, there are a couple of shelters um, I've seen online. The one in Jackson is at Jackson Police Training Academy and it's being managed by Red Cross. So if you guys are interested in donating, make sure you donate to Red Cross. And I guess that's it. Nothing really big happened last week, so we can kind of roll into the episode. Um, so, Paul, thank you for being Hi. here. <laughs> thank you for, for inviting me. This is great. <laughs> um, yeah, so the first time I met you was at One Million Cups, mm -hmm. and I thought you had a really great story. So, of course, while you were presenting to us, and really good presentation, too, but while you were presenting to us, I said, I have to get him on the podcast. So, <laughs> tell, us, awesome. uh, tell us your story um, about where you grew up and how you ended up here in Mississippi. All right. Well, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, the, the story is kind of a long story, because uh, usually when people ask me, where are you from? Yeah. Uh, they're asking where the accent's from. Mm -hmm. um, but where I'm at, and then, they, and then I would tell them where I'm, I'm from. Uh, I'm not from where you think I'm from, because mm -hmm. I was actually my, they, because they asked me where are you originally from. And yeah. So where I'm originally from is Yugoslavia, and so my family migrated to Australia when I was two. Okay. Uh, we took an immigrant ship. Um, that was a you know not a huge ship, and mm -hmm. we kind of went to Italy and Spain and Africa, and then ended up in Australia when I was two. Mm -hmm. And so I was raised in Australia, and so um, you know I came to Australia. Uh, in my early 20s and went to college in California, met my wife there, a California girl, and moved there from there to St. Louis, from St. Louis to Colorado, and then from Colorado here. Okay. Yeah, so it's been quite a long journey <laughs> to get here, yeah. So what brought you here? Here specifically? Yes. Here Jackson or yes, here to Jackson. America? Okay. Well, well, school brought you to America. Right, right. Yeah, but what brought you here to Jackson? Well, I actually came to Jackson for a job. Okay. Um, and the job didn't quite work out, so I found myself um, as an entrepreneur, you know, mm -hmm. a, a forced entrepreneur, because uh, for what I did, uh, the opportunities weren't great here mm -hmm. as a creative director. And so I kind of did my own business for a while, and then um, and then got a job at an agency, uh, okay. Mad Genius, uh, in the area, and worked there for three and a half years before launching back out into the entrepreneur world. Mm -hmm. You say forced entrepreneur. Was it, like, scary 
or did you never think you would be an entrepreneur? Well, it's it wasn't the first time I did it. Yeah. I did have my own agency in St. Louis. Okay. I had employees, and then of course 2008 hit mm -hmm. and hit my business pretty hard, mm -hmm. and so I had to lay off my employees and go find a job. And so I I started off um, in in a career after college then left to start a business. So I kind of did the entrepreneur route then mm -hmm. and then did that until, you know, 2008 hit. So I've mm -hmm. been, I've, I, this isn't my first rodeo, yeah. as, as some people like to say. And so so it's not the first time I've been in this area. The thing is though, every time you venture into the entrepreneur world, especially if you go into the corporate world, it's almost like it's a whole new world, you mm -hmm. know, like that song, it's a whole new world because mm -hmm. everything changes so rapidly. And so if you go into a corporate environment, and suddenly find yourself in the entrepreneur, solopreneur, you know, doing it yourself, um, everything's changed, yeah. you know, and especially with the internet rapidly changing like it does. It's, it just makes it very different every time. And so this time it's a whole new adventure, a whole new re-education of Paul Pavoni. Okay, okay. Um, so what exactly, we talked about this a little bit. <laughs> We're gonna try to take a stab at it. Could you explain a little bit about what you do? Okay, what I do is simply put, I help people with clarity and creativity. Okay. And so businesses sometimes are not very clear on their brand, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's visually, whether it's through their messaging, their positioning, uh, the things that they're doing, who they're trying to reach, what they're trying to reach them with, and I help them get clarity on that. And then I help them with the creativity. And so sometimes they have creative that doesn't quite measure up to where they feel they should be, where they want to be, and so I help them with creativity. And sometimes that's with visual, sometimes it's simply helping them think creative. Uh, they can get stuck and they've, uh, they can't uh, generate fresh ideas and so I help them get unstuck and help them think creatively. So really clarity and creativity are probably the two main things that I help brands with. Yeah, I wish you guys would have been able to attend his um, presentation at One Million Cups because I've definitely saw it like, throughout your presentation and even all of your social media. And I was like, I have to follow everything he's doing. <laughs> and I think even after, I think I talked to um, Melvin, our producer, about it as well because I was like, I can clearly see because some people help with branding and then you're looking at their brand like <laughs> right, right, which right. sometimes they're so busy helping others they can't have their own you know they don't have time to right, have their right, own brand together right. the but cobbler's kids have no yeah, shoes yeah, yeah but uh, even um, you saying like I wanted to if you do a lot of stuff after like pop culture mm -hmm. <laughs> you integrate that yeah, with your right, uh, right, social right. media does that does, does that stuff take off? Does it help you or do you know what? is it, it just attention. fun? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, there's, uh, you know, I realized myself that I wasn't what, taking care of my own brand. Mm -hmm. uh, the presentation that you saw was kind of a, an explanation of my journey as well because, you know, when I launched out about two years ago, I quickly got a website up. I didn't have a website. I didn't have clients. I, didn't, I really didn't have a plan. I, I was planning on being at the job I was at for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly I found myself without clients, without a website, without anything. And so I quickly threw some stuff together and just started hustling, trying to make contacts, trying to get myself out there, but I neglected my own stuff. Mm -hmm. And so towards the end of 2018, um, I decided, okay, I'm going to relaunch my brand and just go all in, own the orange. I've been using orange for a long time, for about 20 years, you know, and so I was going to just own some of the stuff that I've kind of, kind of had on the sidelines and I haven't really leaned into. And so I did it. So I had my wife take a bunch of photographs of me in different kind of positions and whatever. And I just started using that in social media. And so at one point, I can't remember what prompted the, uh, the idea of putting my big head on superhero bodies <laughs> and, and different pop culture things. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was one of those, I had a slow, slow day and I thought this would be fun. I'm gonna, I've got you know, these hundred photos that I took mm -hmm. with my iPhone. Let me do something with it. And so I found an image and I put my head on it. I'm like, 
this kind of works. Yeah. You know, the lighting kind of worked, and and this was fun. It was kind of a, a way to keep myself fresh creatively. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. You know, just because I don't have work, I don't create. And so I pushed myself to create. Mm-hmm. And so I started just creating these images of you know my head on pop culture things. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was just fun, but it was also attention getting because yeah. there are some people that they reached out to me and they're like, yeah, I couldn't, res- I had to call you because yeah. I saw your head on Shazam's body, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. And so that, that kind of got their attention. And so some things, you know, I like that. It's not, not necessarily you can measure the ROI and say, well, this is, it's, it's a, a getting attention. It's yeah. really standing out from everybody else that's out there um, in a fresh way. And so nobody else was doing that. And I thought, well, I'm going to do that and just stand out and get people's attention. Yeah, even the orange. <laughs> you have your own brand of orange. I was yeah. like, how does he find these things? These things are so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I just want yeah. you to know I pay attention to everything you post on social media. Yeah, and I think, and well, and thank you. I appreciate that. And, and I think it's good for a brand to do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to own a, uh, own a color if you can mm-hmm. and just put that out there all the time. Because um, I had people you know, saying, hey, when I see the orange, I stop scrolling because I enjoy your content. Mm-hmm. And so, so for me, it was important to just really lean into it. And I had I hadn't done that. Even though I've had the orange for you know 20 years as part of my brand, I hadn't really leaned into it strongly. And so I made that decision. I'm going to just like start putting it out there. Everything I do is going to have that a part of it, and it's worked. You know, yeah. it's gotten people's attention. They they when they see that, they know it's me. And if they care, if they're interested, they'll stop the scroll or they'll just say, yeah, "I'm tired of this guy. I'm going to keep scrolling." Yeah. yeah. But hopefully they stop. You know. <laughs> I was trying to shy away from pink on my other brands, but I don't know. It's calling me, so I might try it out hey, myself. Try it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those things you, 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 you do it, you execute, you test, you measure, you adjust, you execute, you know, yeah. and until you kind of find that right, right blend. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and take a break right here. The Mississippi Party Bus is a party bus rental company that provides a safe and fun VIP style excursion rental service for the metro area as well as the state of Mississippi at affordable prices. The Mississippi Party Bus can be used for any occasion desired, such as birthdays, bachelor bachelorette parties, weddings, graduation, and prom. Customers can party safely while getting transported to different locations. Check them out on social media and book your next event now. And remember, the motto of the Mississippi Party Bus is, we drive, you ride, and you party. Jackson, Mississippi's only alternative culture shop, Offbeat, is your one-stop shop for comics, records, and designer toys. Located in the heart of Midtown and Black-owned and geek-operated, this store is home to the best alternative artists. Visit Offbeat today at offbeatjackson.com for more info. Okay, so in the podcast, I talk a lot about Jackson's identity and the city creating its own story, just as Austin has done, Keep Austin Weird, mm-hmm, New Orleans mm-hmm. has done. And I would love your take on it from a branding perspective. Yeah. Do you know what, what's really excited me is seeing uh, the city um, use the term the city with soul. I okay. absolutely love that. Okay. Um, and I saw a recent music video where they, they yeah. had a song about um, the city and and I just love them leaning into some of that that richness of culture that's in Jackson. And I think I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I think I think they they're not leaning into it hard enough. They're yeah. not really making that as big as it should be because it's what it's doing it's it's, it's changing the story mm-hmm. and it's changing the narrative that everybody might have been telling themselves about Jackson and saying, we're the city with soul. We have got some beautiful, rich history that we need to celebrate, that we need to put out there and remind people 
of what Jackson is and mm-hmm. what it means for the culture of Mississippi and America yeah. and the world. And, you know, and, and here are some of the things that make it such a valuable part of the story of, you know, America. And mm-hmm. so I, th- I, I absolutely, when I saw that, I was like, that is so awesome. I yeah. love the city of the soul as a, a theme, as a, as a mission, as a, um, a message that they're sending out there saying, hey, just a reminder, we are the city of soul. Yeah. You know, I'm still learning a lot about Jackson or Mississippi in general. And one thing I paid attention to the last time we were in Memphis and just driving back from Memphis to Jackson was how much Tennessee capitalizes all the music from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so interesting because there's not like they're stealing it. They're clearly saying all these artists are from Mississippi and they have museums or just markers and stuff dedicated. And I was wondering, like, why don't we do more of that? Absolutely. Because I've been here so long and I'm literally like learning stuff not every day, but I feel like every month I'm like, oh, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is until you take the time to um, find the origins of stuff and find the genesis of stuff and realize, oh, my goodness, Mississippi and Jackson, there's so much culture here. There's so much richness here. Uh, why aren't we telling that story? Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't we getting it out there? And um, recently I, I uh, something popped up on my feed and I decided to look a little deeper of um, now I've forgotten her name, Sister Tharp, but her, her I can't remember her middle name. Uh, but anyway, she, like she came up with the, the rock and roll sound in like 1938, mm-hmm. you know, and she's, she was a, 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 a Christian lady that played the guitar like yeah. nobody could play yeah. and like huge influence on rock and roll and everything. And, you know, I started watching that and showing it to my daughter. I'm like, this is amazing. You, yeah. know, you know, we think rock and roll started with Elvis or started with, you know, these different people. But you just go dig a little deeper mm-hmm. and you find this richness of history and the origin story. And I'm like, man, somebody needs to make this into a movie. Right. Like her story. Um, not, you know, when you listen to her and you listen to her music, you just don't imagine that it's an older, older black lady that's doing this amazing, amazing music. And so I think with Jackson, it has so much richness and history to it that we need to uncover that we, right. I think we need to uh, like show that to the world and say you know here's the perception of Mississippi here's a perception of Jackson but it's so much richer than that it's so much deeper than that there's so much soul to what's happening here and we celebrate it mm-hmm it's going to be interesting to see how that will work because there's so many agencies that are responsible for it, but I feel like everybody's like in their own kind of little thing, mm-hmm. you know, their own silo. And I think another thing that hurts us is that things change when there's like issues. I won't say retention, but like mm-hmm. when there's turnover of employees or management, leadership and administrations, everybody has their own idea. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to definitely do a better job of working together and telling the story because I always talk about I love where I'm from. I love New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But it is not a perfect city, but from the outside looking in, you would think Mardi Gras every day. Right, right, <laughs> That's right, just a right. place you can do anything you want to do. Of course, yeah. people know us like for food and entertainment, and mm-hmm. that's the story that's constantly being told. Right. So I would love to see Jackson do more of that. I think we do a lot of, you know, we have a lot of issues, but I think we do a lot of fighting internally, and we need to kind of just focus on right, branding. Right, right. Yeah, a yeah. common common uh, goal of, do you know what, let's let's do something about the, the message and the story that people are hearing right. because it actually helps us all yeah and so I think the siloing is just a dangerous thing when people start going into these siloed tribes of I just want to 
be the hero. I want to be right. amazing. I want to be, you know, the, the 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 one that everybody talks about. I think it's definitely ego driven. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think that's a shame because I think I think the city just has so much potential right. beyond what everybody thinks it does and be beyond the perception. Yeah. You know? And branding very much is about perception. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 you know what you intentionally do, you know, and then what people are receiving and the, the perception they're getting, what you you say and do, and what they think and feel. Mm-hmm. You know, branding is what meets in the middle. And so if we're if we're what we're saying and doing is different to what they think and feel, then there's a fracture there. Yeah. And so we need to make sure those sync up. And so whatever people think and feel about Jackson, Mississippi, we've got to uncover that and we've got to fix that Mm -hmm. because even with a great theme like the city with soul and all that, it won't matter if the perception is still bad. And so I think when we change that perception, everybody kind of rises and is elevated instead of being siloed. It's all about me. It's everybody gets elevated when people start perceiving Jackson as this mecca of creativity and soul and history and awesomeness. Yeah. And you know what's so interesting growing up and, you know, like I'm not originally from here, so I don't know everything, but growing up, um, we had so much pride, not only in our city, but our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So sometimes when I go home and we need to do something outside of New Orleans or outside of the neighborhood my mom and my mom is staying in, she's like, oh, I'm not going way over there. Mm-hmm. But like here is such a norm to kind of do that or even you know, like I said, New Orleans has its issues, which I would talk like privately. I wouldn't talk about on Facebook or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But um, like we were just raised to have that type of pride in our city. And not only that, I always talk about this, but like, you know, um, supporting local businesses and stuff right, like that right, over right. national businesses, national change. I talk about that even here. Mm-hmm. I have favorite stores I would love to see here. But when people think about uh, visiting their favorite cities, it's for like a unique experience. You right, know? right, right. So, absolutely. yeah. So unintentionally, I did something with this podcast. At first, it was a place to vent. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> then it mm-hmm. became a place for all the transplants to vent. But then I have half the people who listen to the podcast are not from Mississippi. Yeah. Some of those people are people who are interested in Jackson or relocating, but other people like have no intention at all. And I right. find it interesting because they're like, oh, after listening to the podcast, like I now want to visit now. Right. So right. um I think with a month or so ago I actually had my cousins out of LA visit, which was really cool because I think some people have a perception of Mississippi like there's there's no paved roads. <laughs> right, right, right. Everybody's barefoot. Yeah, and yeah, it's like yeah. just same like with, a, same with Australia. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's all about perception. Yeah. You know, when when people think about Australia, they think, well, do you guys like have kangaroos jumping everywhere? Yeah. You know, um, have you ever been on? You know, I remember in California, like somebody asked me if I'd I'd seen an escalator before. You know, and you know they're like, you, you know, is this like familiar to you? Yeah. This kind of big city. You know, I'm like. <laughs> Do you think I, I ride a crocodile to, to Well, work, at a minimum, you know? they're Sydney, so they shouldn't know about that. But Surprisingly, they it doesn't register. They, yeah. they think that that's an anomaly, that that's a big city. But every, the rest of Australia, we ride kangaroos. Yeah. You know? And so I think I think that's why I, you know, I mentioned that perception matters. Um, mm-hmm. Because no matter what the truth is, it's the perception that people have that's going to kind of dictate what they think and feel yeah and so i think even with with the city and uh, you know i uh, when i came here people told me how terrible downtown jackson Mm -hmm. was and um i thought well i'm never going there you know i am staying away as much as possible and then i had a business meeting downtown and i looked around i'm like 
this is a beautiful city. Yeah. It's a really beautiful city. Like, why why isn't more happening here? Why aren't movies, like, coming here yeah. and making the movies in this downtown? Because it's a beautiful downtown yeah. that's equal to, to a lot of uh, larger cities uh, as far as visually and aesthetically and historically. And you've got uh, some some uh, stu- you know stuff that's vintage. You've got some modern. You've got some right. artistic. You've got some... I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful city. And I think the perception, though, is what's, what's messing it up. Yeah. And I think until we deal with that by changing the perception through the things we say and do, mm-hmm. um, it's people are going to continue having that perception. Yeah. And I think it's sad, and I think it's very wrong. Yeah. The thing about downtown has always been interesting to me because I spent about 12 years working downtown, and my school is downtown. Well, my particular program is downtown. Um, I've worked even from Coles downtown, and I'm like... What downtown <laughs> are you guys talking about? Because really, like during the day, you know, it's kind of busy and bustling, and people are walking. But then at five, when most of the people who probably work downtown have to migrate back to their communities, it is empty. Mm, so yeah. I'm like, if anything, for some people that might be scary, just is completely vacant downtown. Like that's not a norm at all. Right. But other than that, I'm like, where are you talking about this? And there's a few homeless people, but compared to uh, like larger cities, it's nothing. Yeah. Because yeah, I've absolutely. come across, you know, even some very, I was in Seattle, very aggressive homeless people. That was mm-hmm. the first time, I'm accustomed to seeing a lot in larger cities, but I had never seen like, really experienced like aggressive homeless people right, before. Right. So. I think um, it's a bad story that people are telling themselves yeah. about that. Because I was in New York in December lots of homeless people yeah. there but I didn't see any tourists or anybody go, saying well I'm not going to Times Square because I've seen homeless people yeah. you know? And I, so, so I think it's a story they tell themselves mm-hmm. and, and so I think there's ways to change that perception that I think will be healthy for the city uh, because yeah you're going to have homelessness everywhere yeah. uh, you've got it in LA you've got it in every major city yeah. um, but there's got to be an infrastructure there that lets people feel safe still and yeah. I think that might be part of it is is they just don't feel safe, even though it's one homeless person yeah. on the entire block. You right. know, immediately they're like, "Oh my goodness, I'm unsafe here. I don't see, yeah. you know, whatever." And so I think it is. Perception is such a powerful thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big part of it. Is yeah. that they're, they're telling themselves a wrong story. Yeah, and you know, of course, this is the job of the people or the agencies in Jackson, but I would like to see us work better uh, regionally as well, Mm -hmm. just because, like I said, so many people work downtown too, Mm -hmm. and you really wouldn't be able to have those communities if people weren't working in those areas. You wouldn't be Mm -hmm. able to build the homes and even have those businesses out there. So I think it should be a regional thing as well, and I see that work better in a lot of other states for some reason just here. I don't see it work as well. So, I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) St. Louis had some issues, and I I haven't haven't paid attention to it recently, but not a lot happened downtown um, after everybody left yeah. for, the, for the day um, so I so I think there's there's ways to pull people back you know whether it's arts and entertainment and food and whatever and safety mm-hmm. um, there's way to, ways to have people come back to the city for their entertainment yeah. instead of going into into the outlying suburbs yeah. and things. And so there's things that can be done right I, I, it's just got to be very intentional and one thing about st. Louis I noticed is isn't there like free admission to like the zoo and mm-hmm. museums and stuff yeah yeah that's crazy yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a good crazy though right. because and it's a beautiful zoo too. Yeah. yeah and even like Kansas City I think their transportation like within the city or certain areas in the city is like free that 
the little trail they have out there. So I think those mm-hmm. are definitely good things that attract people to a community. You know, right, yeah. right, right. Decide, decide. You don't have to charge for everything. Right. You know, be be strategic in what you charge for. Yeah. And then maybe make your money in other places. Right. You know, and I think that's got to be come with a good plan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it takes a lot to be innovative like that, but it's possible. I always tell people other cities have done overcome things, and surely we can do it here as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so I usually ask for either advice on adjusting or um, recommendations for places to go, things to do. So you can do either or or both. Or <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> well, do you know what? Since since coming here, I have a, a uh, it's not even a secret obsession. I have an obsession with smokes. From the Big Apple Inn. Really? Oh my goodness! Those things are so like you. You have one, and then you like can't wait till the next one. Like yeah. you're craving it, and so every now and then I've just got to get a fix for smokes from yeah. the Big Apple Inn. I absolutely love those, and can finish off half a dozen in yeah. no time. Yeah, you're gonna be so disappointed in me. Oh no. Yeah. Why? So I am a very extremely picky eater. Yeah. And that's what is it like a sausage sandwich basically? Yeah. 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 Mm-mm. You don't like that? Oh. And then there's like the bread, and wouldn't it be like soggy and stuff? No, or no, it's, it's not it's, mushy? Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's a perfect combination of oh. texture. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not going to do the pig ear sandwich. Like, you're not going to ever convince me to do the pig ear because yeah. I think there are better parts of the pig. <laughs> you know but so, so I'm never going to try that. And I've let Gino Lee, the, the owner of it, know I, no, I don't care what, I am never going to try one of your yeah. pig ears. But the smokes, Man, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of salivating right now. Well, the only sausage I like is andouille sausage, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. I use that for like my red beans. <laughs> 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 and it's like it's good because it helps seasons the beans. But yeah, yeah, I just really don't. Have like, you tried it? The, the smoke? N- no, oh, I won't even. On. I won't You've even try, try it. it. You've got you, to try You can bring it, but I'm just going to look at it. No, I'm serious. Once you try one... You... Well, but see, let me tell you, the, the, my issue is layered because it's like, isn't it like meat between bread? Yeah, it's, it's chopped sausage. It's got some, I think, coleslaw. It's got some special mustard. Oh, see, that's, nah, it's, it's too much going... Because see, when I actually eat a hamburger patty, mm-hmm. I get like a patty and that's it. So like I have oh, an issue so with stuff weird. touching. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my food can't touch too. Like if I got oh, like a okay. sausage biscuit okay. or like a bacon cheese biscuit, let's say for example, I would take it apart. And like I would uh, eat the biscuit and then the sausage and the biscuit or the bacon and the okay. biscuit. So you don't like the whole all the flavors playing in your mouth. No, you, no. Oh, and then wow. like I don't like condiments like that. And uh, let me tell you something. This is really gonna blow people uh minds <laughs> is I've never had hot sauce in my life. What? Now if somebody had cooked with it and put it in, that's Wait, one where thing. are you from? I am from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, yeah, yeah, no wonder you're here. They kicked you out, right? They right. You out. I won't be able to go back after yeah. this. No, no but yeah, yeah, even my grandmother like uses it, and I heard my daughter ask for it, and I'm like, why are you asking for hot sauce? <laughs> like, I've never even used that uh, phrase before. But yeah, you gotta try. So seriously, one bite. I'm one. Yeah, you'll be hooked. So now that we say I should try it, let's do our countdown clock to seven years from now when I'll have the nerve to <laughs> but yeah I'm terrible like I've only been eating like barbecue for like the last several years well, nothing wrong with that but that's barbecue is amazing I mean meat and fire you can't beat that yeah but I just started like what? not long ago 
And the first time I had my barbecue was in Memphis, but my actual, my favorite barbecue is actually from Kansas City, though. Okay, all right. So I like yeah. that barbecue over everyone's barbecue. But yeah, I've only been eating it for, my husband introduced it to me when we were dating. Wow. Yeah, see, so, I'm not a barbecue snob. I, lo- I just love meat and fire. I okay. <laughs> what combination, just get meat, put it with fire, yeah. and I love it. Um, so I, yeah, as far as Kansas City barbecue and different kinds of barbecue, I'm not that refined of a palate. Really? Man, I, love, I, love, I love barbecue though. No, I, I think I was out there for something dealing with, well, I was an organizer for One Million Cuts. I think that might have been my first time to Kansas City and after I tried their barbecue, so mm-hmm. usually when I want it, I'm like, oh, I would love to go to this restaurant in Kansas City, but yeah. I can't. But I like a couple of spots here too, yeah. but yeah. Now I went to I went to a, a Spanish restaurant in East Village in New York uh-huh. and, um, and they had a, a rib plate I've never had like ribs literally where you pull the bone out and the meat stays there. Ah. Like it didn't even budge. I mean, it was so well cooked yeah. that literally the meat fell off the bone yeah. and that was amazing. And yeah. it was like a a coffee uh, barbecue sauce type hmm. mixture. It was so good. It was so good. I might be more willing to try that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was pretty creative barbecue yeah. on my part. But, but as far as the way it was cooked was just awesome. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to try eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a long pause Eventually, there. but it won't be uh, anytime. Yeah, you know. No, you absolutely um, try smoke. Uh, so it's so overwhelming to think about. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's one of the things about Jackson, too, is just the, the variety of food, yeah. you know, that, you know, just these holes in the walls, these places. That's, that's that, the best food. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that are places that you just don't know about yeah. and um, that just don't have the recognition they, they deserve. Just yeah. like, you know, one of the things I've told people when they when they come to the areas, uh, you know, move to the areas, just pretend to be a tourist. Yeah. Like, and just go on adventures because there's so much you can discover around here Mm -hmm. and so especially with the food and things is you know you find those hole in the wall unique places that um are just amazing yeah with their food and you know like i I had a bagel one time um and it was it was an egg egg and bacon bagel and you could you could tell the seasoning on the grill that it'd been a grill that's probably a hundred years old yeah. <laughs> but you could taste it in the eggs and it was like this is so so good you yeah. can't beat this and so sometimes finding even those holes in the walls those you know mom and pop little small places like that there's a le- there's a taste in the food mm-hmm. that you can't get from a recently built place that they made to look old but yeah. it's like a new place and a new grill and it the, some of those places are just amazing. Yeah. And you just can't beat it. Melvin's been talking about taking me on a food tour for ages, and we have to do mm. it. But I'm oh, also yeah. very scared because I just said, that. you know. Yeah, you got to document that. You got to get. You have a. You need a video crew following you. That that I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like just me being everywhere, just staring uh, while everyone else is eating. No, no. It'll be, it'll be entertaining. You've, you've absolutely got to film that. I'm gonna try to do better. Um, so every year, my cousin and I take a cousin's trip and they were so annoyed with me because we started in LA and then we drove to San Francisco mm. so it was so annoyed with me because I'm so picky <laughs> and I'm like I've been like this all my life I was like you guys can find something to eat and I will catch up with you later but they're like yeah. she doesn't eat anything so I said I was going to try to do a little bit better um, this time around good it's not with so, smokes that'll be your initiation oh no that's so much it's into too much. a whole new world into a whole new world oh, I yeah. thought she was going to say tacos or something wait wait what You've never had tacos? Well, I eat tacos, but I only eat it like a certain way. 
like from a certain place or a certain yeah, way well, that you have to make it yourself? So no, I only eat them um, beef and cheese only with very light beef because I'm not supposed to be eating beef anyway. It makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I might add lettuce if, I, if I'm feeling crazy, you know? Yeah. That's it. I usually don't like the soft shell tacos, which is probably the, the proper way to eat tacos. Mm -hmm. um, texture issue for me. Oh, okay. But then I can do like a quesadilla because if it's, I tell them make it crispy or whatever. Mm. But um, yeah, so. So you've got to make it yourself or do you actually go out and I eat go out. And terrorize so the white stuff. I do. <laughs> but you know, when I, I usually call in my order and they know it's Ashley. So yeah. all the places that I call and eat from, they, they know it's from me because it's the they same know, thing I order every you. time. I don't, <laughs> you've got a I don't ever do anything different. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's a special <laughs> mark next to your name whenever it pops up. Yeah, yeah. they probably, and I'm probably programming to the phone at this point. They're like, oh. <laughs> They'll probably start cooking it. And I always, even like for my favorite uh, bakery, you know, I've been going to her for a few years, um, Kimmy Sweets. And I started going to her when I was pregnant. So I would get like a confetti cake mm. every time I went. And then I started getting the sweet potato pie because I just wanted pie so bad since you don't really see it around too much. So whenever I would go, you know, a customer would be like, oh, I'll let you help her out. And she's like, no, she's getting the same thing. So I walk in <laughs> and she's like, and I told her, for, I said, for 2020, I'm going to try something different. So, but Smokes yeah. it is. <laughs> A smokes cake. Yeah, no, no, that's, no, that's pushing it. That's pushing it. No, it's it's it comes bite sized for a reason. I'm gonna work on that. Yeah, but we're gonna see. I, I might need to do a picky eater series. Absolutely. And it's so funny because yeah. now I have a child, and I'm like, you know, once she was eating a hot dog, and I was just mortified. I'm like, oh my gosh, we don't eat hot dogs She's in this normal. house. What? I know. Well, her dad has the pole opposite, yeah, so I should yeah. expect it. But she was just, and she was like, I want another one. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Just a hot dog between bread? What are you doing? <laughs> it's oh, touching. Uh, oh, that's, that's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so do you have anything else for them? Any other places or advice? Or are we good? I think I think that's one of one of my, my obsessions is, okay. is the Big Apple Inn. I mean, there's so many great food places. You know, Mama Hamels, obviously, is just uh, amazing. But, okay. Um, you know, that's a locally, wonderfully locally owned place um, that I always end up leaving and regretting <laughs> all, all that I consumed. But then I do it again. Um, but no, the, I think those are some, some great places. I think it's, it's really kind of finding your vibe, what you like, yeah. or the kind of food that you like, and you'll find it here and find a unique twist on it here. And so okay. definitely an exploration and, and be the tourist. Mm -hmm. Like come in here with the intent of discovery and just finding the uniqueness finding the stuff that is off the beaten path yeah. that um, you'll be amazed at. Yeah, okay. Um, so where can people keep abreast of everything that you do? Probably the easiest place would be um, probably Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Facebook is probably where I'm most active on, mm -hmm. uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, my website um, is, is uh, there, but I don't have a blog or anything yeah. uh, but really if you want to kind of pay pay attention to what's going on and i share stories share things on there um then you know facebook and just look up vopa v-o-p-p-a yeah and so you'll find me on instagram you know twitter facebook behance uh and my he website everywhere as well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i'm definitely i know for sure i do see the most stuff 
Facebook and Instagram, yeah. yeah. But I, I ought to just subscribe and get alerts from you. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, guys, subscribe to my newsletter, shop my merch, and follow me at Jackson Transplant, spell Jackson, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks to 242 Creative for producing this podcast and for our Small World Studio for the music and the equipment. Um, of course, all of the links for the show and everything you need to see will be in the show notes. Um, I think that's it, right, guys? I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This is great. Okay, cool. I'm glad I um I was finally able to get you here. Yeah, I know. So this good. Is fun. <laughs> Anytime. All right, cool. So I will talk to you here next week. Bye. <laughs>